she is Miss Belindangio There she is You're at <laughs> Sorry <laughs> You should be sorry <laughs> I always thought I should have hosted uh, Miss Belindangio uh, pageant Don't you think? Miss Bill Diane show pageant? No. No. <laughs> no you don't think so? No. Alright, I'll stick with it! 8.48 a.m. Saturday, August the 27th, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane show. <laughs> and... Uh, other things too. Other uh, things too. Lit candles and stuff. I don't know where the blinds aren't open. It's cloudy and cool and oh, geez, here we go. I didn't mean nothing by it. I wasn't trying to get all get y'all uppity in the, the thingy majabbers. The thingy majabbers, Diane. I wasn't thinking about that nothing. The blinds. The blinds are open. open. Okay. So we have the daylight coming in. The glow that is in the room, not just on the walls. You know, all the usual stuff, the accoutrement, as it were. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. The, uh, vagrant. Ah, ham and eggs. Green bag over there. And, um, you know, I'd say it's been a kind of, kind of a not too intense of a week here in Lake Abundance. Over to you, Diane. Wow! Yeah. This is coming over. I, I got. I'm. I'm like. I got nothing. I'm like. I'm like running on empty here. I'm. I'm. I'm running on fumes. I got nothing. I'm. Oh, I got something. You got things. I got things. Well, see, that's. And you wonder why I toss it so early. Um. First of all, yeah, I must say. Must you? That I made this fantastic. Oh. Quiche yesterday. Yes. That. That does, that does. Uh, a crustless quiche, a spinach feta uh, quiche. Yes. I was just so amazed by that. It was quite yummy. And I was thinking how, since I've retired, every now and then if I have a desire for a certain kind of food, I think, oh, I can make that. And I make it at home. I had felt like I wanted some spinach feta cheese thing of some sort some sort of situation and i was thinking where can i get that i could get that at home i I could could make some i could get that right here and so i made that and i just thinking yesterday how much i have been enjoying cooking and and doing sort of a creative cookery type of it's interesting that you say that because i was thinking yesterday how much i enjoy your cooking Well, it's not only, it's fun to make the stuff, and it's very creative, so that was just my little aside, because oh. I was sort of wowed by this. As was I. This. Uh, As was I. And what did it have, three calories or something? Or? No, oh. it was it was very light, but. Yeah. Um, Didn't taste light. It tasted decadent. It, it tasted decadent. It, it tasted decadent for what it was, and we have leftovers yes, for today. Yes, that was also something that I'm <sighs> relishing the thought of. Yes. Yes. It was, the thing that was so interesting about that dish is it was beautiful. It was pretty. And it was 
delicious and it was absolutely nutritious because it had tons of spinach in it tons of spinach anyway yeah i know that a lot of people cooking is not their passion but um the more that i have been cooking the more i have been enjoying it and i'm not i'm not thinking about doing like classes and gourmet food but then we were watching <laughs> We were watching an old Columbo episode. Columbo, one of my first crushes when I was in my youth. Peter Falk, I just loved him. Yeah. And we were looking at all this bizarre food that was in this episode that was about a chef. And it all looked so weird. <laughs> I was saying to Bill, man, they sure had a different view in our youth about what was interesting food than we do now. And a lot of it had to do with aspic, which was such a weird, it's a meat jelly that they would encase other things in. And it was just so weird. Anyway, if you ever want to really have a laugh, look at, (laughs) look up some of the stuff about what people used to eat back then. <laughs> as, as Don't knock space food sticks and Carnation Instant Breakfast Day in because I'm telling you. They I didn't have that, that in the, the list of things. Oh, that, they didn't have the no. space food sticks? Oh. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but they had herring on bananas or you know <laughs> various bizarre things. You're just going, what? Anyway. Yeah. But that was not the highlight of the week. It wasn't? Uh, well, it was the culinary highlight of the week. Right. But for me, um, I had a wonderful visit to the Nordic Museum in Ballard. Yeah. You know, I've heard about this museum from Alice. Uh, she had taken a, a certificate course in museology and worked in various museums around around town but i remember that uh the nordic museum was new and she had visited there with her class and she was saying that that was one of the best museums that she had seen in her in that course of that sort you know sort of a historical a historically based uh, museum. So I was interested. My um, one of my co-workers at the university who retired on the same day as me, Tina Schulstad, with the same last name. Whoa. She's also of Nordic heritage, and she. How can you? How do you know that? Because she told me so. Oh. <laughs> and because of the name. Oh, the name. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So she had said, uh, would you like to go to the Nordic Museum? I've never gone. And, and I thought that would be a great thing to do. And it was on Friday, which was the, no, excuse me, Thursday, which was an extremely hot day, as we all know. Yes. And everything about that experience on a hot day was wonderful because it was cool in the building everything has the clean lines of that you would expect from a scandinavian um structure 
and it was just so beautiful and had gorgeous boats that were in the hallways that you could just see the the beauty of a boat as a art object not just a practical uh, thing yeah but for those of us with scandinavian heritage it is quite the the place to to visit your heritage and I think that the thing that impressed me the most is they had so many interactive displays. Lots of uh, lots of screens that you could watch, uh, different little videos about various aspects of Scandinavia. But I think the creme de la creme was being in this room with this. It was floor-to-ceiling screens like a like almost like a movie theater but it was LED screens and it was in this room that had it looked like there were that you were in a, a forest of birch trees that's the the effect that they gave and they were just showing these beautiful scenes of the Scandinavian countries and oh my gosh it was breathtaking, beautiful scenes. But I just really enjoyed going there and seeing, uh, seeing what Alice had talked about, how well laid out that experience was. And I was talking about it with my brother, and I was saying, you know, one of the things that I always loved about museums is if they would do uh, just kind of highlight a couple of items and not have it just be crowded with artworks because one of my problems with art museums is they're just it's just too much it's like a too much to take in yeah, yeah too many art pieces like right. you're walking in going oh there's a rembrandt oh there's a monet there's a leonardo da vinci over there oh michelangelo you know it's it's too much so i always thought that the best thing to do would be to just decide I'm going to go in and I'm going to spend some time with this painting. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen much in an uh, art museum because there's too many people right. coming through. But for this museum, since it's uh, it's in Ballard, you know, I, I, was, I was actually surprised that there were as many people there as there were. There were probably, I would say, maybe... 35, 40 people that were in the, the building. Um, but after I saw it, I thought, man, this would be, it's just a really, it's beautiful and it's educational and it isn't stuffed to the gills with all sorts of ancient stuff, but the stuff that they have is quite amazing. And they had gorgeous artworks in there that were just done by Scandinavian people recently. So mm -hmm. anyway, that was my my highlight of the week. Yeah, Bubba. I'd really like to go back again, actually, and see it when I can spend a little bit more time because um, it seemed like we were a bit on a timeline. But um, I didn't expect it to be so interesting as it was. I see. 
Well, I didn't do anything scenic other than a couple of walks this week and stuff. The poetry break went went good. I thought it was a fine time. I'm, I feel like I'm uh, in a good place with that whole thing. I've been writing more this week, and that's been good, playing the guitar more. And uh, I think the sitting down to play the guitar is uh, giving me a... extending the... Uh, the warranty on the hands a little bit uh, farther, you know. How's Plus, the ice working? The ice is helping. The ice is definitely helping. I think that will be a good thing if I'm going to play an extended uh, situation, you know. Then I think having the ice packs with me will be good. So that's pardon me i'm gonna have another drink of coffee nice and uh you boy people that's good coffee had a good uh, westminster basement meetup last week at the rocks boys tomorrow monday night and uh had a good talk with my friend alan you know it was just kind of a groovy week and work is going well wouldn't you say diane work i is would going, say yeah. work is going well i'm i feel like i'm kind of getting it now yeah i'm out of the pure newbie stage which makes me feel happy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i think we all should be a little knocked off of our high horse from time <clears throat> to time but man it was kind of tough those first couple of weeks to be so, so new. Yeah. I remember it well. So, yeah, kind of, kind of, you know, just kind of, kind of a normal week with good food. <laughs> food being ever so important to the general health and well-being of Billy Bob Bajingo. And because we've had such a lovely week and with not much of outside interest, I mean, really, a lot of the things that are going on now are just really You and me in the internal. moonlight. Yeah. yeah. It's true. So we can have a short show. A short show? A short show. Aww. Isn't there something deep we could... No, no, no. 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 Nothing Never deep. Mind. Nothing deep. But I mean, you so explain the music, Diane. There you go. There's some depth there. And I don't have to take care of it. So, <laughs> you know, I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> well, through my random randomized process, today, today's group is Queen. Hmm. And... I'm trying to remember what I first thought when I first heard a Queen song because I I, I can't remember which one it was. Um, I know that Killer Queen was one of the ways that people were introduced to them and I definitely loved that song from the moment I heard it. Um, it was so different than anything that was on the radio. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think the reason why I liked them so much from the beginning is that they almost are, in my view, operatic. 
they they are more like a like little mini operas than they are anything but operas of a, a of current times you know um they have every song seems to be a little play you know yeah. and unusual like killer queen when i first heard that i thought i love this song that it was like show tunes and opera and heavy metal (laughs) you know like everything in this one thing and it was so singular in sound i always think that's a mark of when people are really in their particular passion is when it's their singular sound and you're not copying anybody and uh, and it's a real risk to do that because when it's your sound you're not sure that people will like it or not but but truly the only people who can really explode on the scene like that are people who are doing their own particular sound so um it really shown out to me and i only bought the only queen album i ever had was a greatest hits album uh i was not following them to that extent they were uh i just really loved the love to hear them on the radio when i heard them and of course some of their songs were played so much that they were overplayed, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, like Bohemian Rhapsody, which really is an incredible song, yeah. but they just beat that one into the ground, man, in the days of listening to the radio. Yeah. It's true. But I, I, I just find them to be an interesting group and... Uh, certainly one that has a lot of power, I think. You know, the um, I'm not really going to say much about the group because there's movies about this group yeah. and, and particularly about the lead singer, Freddie Mercury. But they were an interesting They sound. were one of those groups that had a sonic imprint all to themselves, like a whole, you know area that was theirs they claimed their space and they you know but they did some great variations on it too i don't know they were good what can you say good tunes yeah good tunes
like a blind man Sat on a fence But it don't work Keep coming up with love But it's so slashed and torn She keeps them always shunned in a pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building a remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. At any time, an invitation you can't decline. Caviar and cigarettes, well versed in etiquette, extraordinarily nice. She's a killer queen, got body gelatine. Beam. Guaranteed ah, to blow ah, your mind ah, Recommended at the price Insatiable and appetite Wanna try? She couldn't care less, fastidious and precise She's a killer, queen, gunpowder, gelatine Dynamite with a laser beam Guaranteed to blow your mind Temporarily out of class, absolutely dry. 
insatiable an appetite. Wanna try?